Welcome to Just Thinking with hosts Dara Harrison and Virgil Walker, bringing you week-to-week cultural apologetics as well as social issues from a biblical worldview. This is Just Thinking. Let's think. Welcome back to another edition of the Just Thinking podcast. I'm Virgil Walker. And I'm Daryl Harrison. What's going on, wingman? How you doing? What's What's going on, boss man? You making it happen? Well, depends on what it is, man. I might be making a lot of things happen, you know, whether <laughs> I want them to happen or not. Well, man, you were talking about it's 70 degrees where you are, man. How is that yeah. possible in February, man? Yeah, man. So so here in the uh, ATL, we got a little weather going on. We got some rain, a little humid, you know, so whenever that happens, the temperature goes up. But mm-hmm. we've been uh, close to lower 70s, man, here lately. Uh, so, uh, Bro, so we yeah, ju- we yeah. just we just got <clears throat> we just got an ice storm here, which is unique for us. It's usually snow, but a lot of rain followed by temperatures that drop. We got, I mean, it's it's an ice skating rink out there, and so wow. trying to trying to stay off the roads, stay out of the way, and let the let the uh, the folks that that handle that uh, take care of those roads for us. But man, uh, I'm I'm indoors. Um, I'm, I'm, I actually tonight, man, what's going on at my church, uh, is we have a, uh, we have what's called the West side school of theology. It's something that I, I worked on with a number of people. So our, our, we've got a number of our members who are in kind of theological training, theological school. They're doing uh, seminary level education. Uh, they're going through old Testament survey. And so because our offices were closed, uh, today, uh, I actually came out to make sure that they were open for our folks who are taking class tonight. So we got about 35, 40 people in, 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 in rooms a couple of ways down uh, from me. I jumped into my office. So, man, I'm, I'm chilling. I got the heater in the background of my office, man, and, <laughs> and uh, tee it up with you tonight, man. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, let's do it, brother. Uh, this is one of those occasions. Let me just go ahead and let our listeners know. And I need to start out here at the outset. Uh, giving our listeners an apology, Verge. Uh, so I want to okay, start there. Okay, talk to me. What's I up? Apologize to our listeners because I know in our last episode we promised to dedicate this episode uh, that we're recording right. right now to an article that we came across out on religionnews.com that was entitled Nine Ways to Be a Better White Person." Yes. Right. So we promised them that last week. The article yes. was by Reverend Carolyn Helsel. Okay. Was also written a book entitled Anxious to Talk About It, Helping White Christians Talk Faithfully About Racism. So I'm thinking that that article is probably from that book. So we did promise our listeners last episode, that would have been episode 15, that we come back tonight with episode 16 and talk about that article. But we're not going to be able to do that tonight. Uh, But I want to get the apology out there to let folks know that we will visit that article next week. And we gotta talk about that, man. We we, we want gotta, we want our white brothers and sisters to be better white people. And and brother, what better way to do that <laughs> than for two black guys to tell white people how to be better white people? So yeah, we're gonna cover that next week. But there's a backstory to why we're not delving into that tonight. And I'm gonna explain everything as we walk yeah, through. Yeah, give episode. us the backstory, man. Give us the backstory, man. How did how did this all happen? How did how did how did we land where we are tonight? So, Verge, as you know, this won't be the first time where we had a topic teed up, right? But for some reason we yep. it gets redirected. Right. It gets postponed. So that's what's happening tonight. So we had nine ways to be a better white person teed up for tonight. Mm-hmm. But last week, what happened was I wrote a comment. On my Facebook page and intrinsic with that, with the larger comment, I happen to acknowledge my dislike of soul food. Mm, Okay. Okay. Now the post was not about soul food. Okay. It's just that within the comment, I happen to mention that I do not like soul food. Now, I was not specific about what types of soul food I happened to do. That, that was that was getting ready to be my next question. It's like, you know, for those for those listeners who aren't privy to, you know, the full the full measure of what soul food is. My thought was like what you know, there's certain types you like, certain types you don't kind of what when you say soul food, what do you mean? Yeah. So what I'm going to do when this episode comes out uh, on Friday, 
I'm going to link in the episode notes to the Facebook comment. So you'll be able to see perfect. Not only what I wrote and you'll also be able to see the myriad responses that that thing got. (laughs) So you you saw it, right? I did. I did. All right. So, you know, in the post, I was not specific about what types of soul food I don't like. Right. But that didn't stop people from assuming that they knew what foods I didn't like. Right. And it just went (laughs) downhill from there. So to my surprise, people went bananas that I said that I didn't like soul food. I mean, birds, they went bananas. Yeah. 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 So I'm like, okay, my dislike of soul food has evidently touched a sore nerve with some folks. So I need to flesh this out some more. Who knew, Who right? Who knew, man? Who knew? Yes. And I'm just me in the entire soul food <laughs> universe. I'm just one brother who happens to not like soul food. Yeah, you you thought man, you had to was... turn in your black card, man. You you had to turn. Now, I, I don't know. I I don't know if you got one issued. I don't know that I got one issued. But if you got one, you might have to turn that in, man. Well, you know, when you grew up in the hood like I did, man. You you got one, but <laughs> it's like when you come out of the hood, that's when you risk losing it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've been out too long. I, I've lost. Well, if I hadn't lost it before, now I lost it with that it's Facebook. Gone. Yeah, it's, it's gone. It's totally gone, man. So yeah. So so so. I kind of began to wonder, right? Knowing, seeing how that post just blew up like it did, I, I just kind of wondered to myself, you know, d- does the gospel have anything to say about this? Does mm. the gospel have anything to say about this whole topic of soul food? And what I found out, Verge, in looking into this a little bit deeper is that, yeah, yeah, actually, the gospel does speak to this. And okay. when you look at it, it's actually pretty amazing. So, so we're going to dive into this tonight. And I want our listeners to know at the outset that no, you are not going to find the word soul food together <laughs> in the Bible in the same sense as we're going to be talking about it in this episode. Right. So, so don't be searching through the synoptic gospels trying to see. see I, hey, I was I was looking. I was I was I, I was going to pull up my logos again and then, <laughs> nah, and logos, then type it. Logos will food. help you on this one, brother. It's not going to help me. OK, okay. It's not going to help you on this one. So you you can chill on the logos because okay. I know, man, normally you need to have the logos. ready. I got to have it up, man. I got to have it up and ready. But I'm telling you, bro, I'm really excited to talk about this because, again, when you look at it, even a topic like soul food, which seems like such a nebulous, uh, you know, non-theological, totally secular topic. Mm-hmm. When you look at it from the standpoint of an expository in an expository way, where you really delve mm-hmm. into the word and try to get some context around it. The Bible actually does speak to this. OK, mm-hmm. so with that as some background. Uh, on how we got here, I've titled this episode, A Biblical Theology of Soul Food. <laughs> now, you know, back in the day, Verge, you would call into the radio station, get a song dedicated to somebody. Right, right. right. Well, this epi- episode, I'm dedicating to all those folks who commented on my Facebook post. <laughs> this one's for you. This is for this, you. This, this is for you because especially for those who you know, sort of took the liberty to go ahead and assume what foods I don't like. And all right. I said was that I don't like soul food. Right. This was for you. So hopefully this will appease you when you listen to this and kind of, you know, dial it back a little bit. So this episode is entitled a biblical theology of soul food. But before we delve into this verge on what the word of God has to say on this. And, and, and as I said before, it does speak to this. What I want to do is set for some ground rules going into this so we can establish some context around what we're going to talk about. Okay. Let's do it. So Let's do it. I've got three ground rules to start. All right. Okay. Three ground rules to start. Number one, I want everyone to know that my use of the term soul food is not to imply or infer that it is limited to any particular culture or nationality. Mm. Okay. okay. So when I use that term soul food, I'm not directing it at any one particular culture or nationality. That's rule number one. Rule number two, my use of the term soul food should not be construed as being limited only to certain types of food. Now, see, that's what happened in their Facebook post. Yeah. People assumed and they generalized based on my just blanket declaration that I don't like soul food, 
which shouldn't I mean, be problematic. It shouldn't, shouldn't be, be problematic. Pro- and we're going to get to that in a second. But but they just bam 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 bam. What you you mean you don't like fried chicken? You don't like macaroni and cheese? You don't like? I never said I I was never specific at all. Mm-hmm. So when you hear me use the term soul food tonight in this episode, don't construe it as meaning that it is limited to a certain type of food. I'm not saying that at all. And then lastly, number three, that someone may happen to not like a particular type of soul food should not be interpreted as a wholesale indictment of that type of food. So, for example, if I happen to not like Mexican food, that's Mm -hmm. not a condemnation of Mexican food. Right. Not condemning Mexican food. Right. All I'm saying is, again, for example, that I happen to not like Mexican food. I'm not condemning Mexican food. I happen to not like Jamaican food or Thai food either, but that's not a judgment against either of those. Right. Or the people. Or the people. Right. Right. Or or the people that 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 type of cuisine is is normally associated with. Sure. Sure. All right. So with those as the ground rules, now we can look into the word of God to see what the word of God has to say about this topic of soul food. Again, we're we're trying to develop a biblical theology of soul food. And I think we're going to be able to do it here. So you ready to rock verge? Let's do it, man. Let's go. Here we go, man. Let's go ahead and start. We're going all the way back to Genesis chapter 10. Okay. That's where we're going to start. And in Genesis 10, we find the record of the descendants of the sons of Noah. All right. Everyone knows Noah had three sons. They were Japheth, Ham, and Shem. Mm -hmm. And Genesis 10, so this is right after God has uh, entered into a covenant, uh, the the rainbow covenant, and, and he's established the significance of the rainbow. So this is after the flood. And I want to start with Japheth. We're going to go Japheth, Ham, and Shem in that order. And I want to start in Genesis chapter 10. Verse five, which reads, the nations were separated into their lands, mm-hmm. everyone according to his language, according to their families, into their nations. Now, what we're going to hear in sort of dissecting and unpacking these uh, descendants of Noah, you're going to hear these personal pronouns mentioned repeatedly. And, and that is not insignificant. That is not insignificant. So with respect to Japheth, in Genesis 10, 5, again, it reads, the nations were separated into their lands, everyone according to his language, according to their families, into their nations. Now, the same thing is repeated in Genesis 10, 20. This Mm -hmm. is with respect to Ham's descent, Ham and his descendants. In Genesis 10, 20, it says, these are the sons of Ham according to their families, according to their languages, by their lands, by their nations. Again, Mm -hmm. personal pronouns that connect back to Ham, just as they did with Japheth before him. Lastly, we have Shem in Genesis 10, verses 31 and 32. It says, these are the sons of Shem according to their families, according to their languages, by their lands, according to their nations. These are the families of the sons of Noah, according to their genealogies, by their nations. And out of these nations, out of these, the nations were separated on the earth after the flood. So Mm -hmm. in each case, the families of Japheth, Ham, and Shem were separated not only relationally by their respective families, but it says, quote, unquote, by their nations, by Mm. their nations. Now, that Hebrew noun for nations is not speaking in terms of geographical boundaries such as America, Canada, or Mexico, but that word is referring to people groups. In other words, it is referring to ethnicities, Mm -hmm. ethnicities, okay, not geographic sovereign nations by by geographic boundaries it's referring to peoples plural right nations right i'm sorry ethnicities okay mm-hmm. so that's the first thing we need to understand right off the bat and we're going to make that same point in the new testament here in a couple of minutes all right so let's read on a little further in genesis okay so we, we we've discussed we sort of unpacked the descendants of japheth ham and shem Now, let's look in verse 1 of chapter 11, the very next verse. Verse 1 of Genesis 11, we see that even after this sort of dispersion of these peoples, that is the descendants of Japheth, Ham, and Shem, 
we see even after that dispersion that, quote, in verse 1 of Genesis 11, it says the whole earth used the same language and the same words, mm. okay? And from this common language, the people began to build a tower for themselves, which, according to verse 4, they said would reach into heaven. Yes. But as we see, right, God wasn't about to tolerate any of that. So in verses mm-hmm. 7 and 8 in Genesis 11, he says, come, let us go down and there confuse their language so that they will not understand one another's speech. Then in verse 8, it says, so the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of the whole earth. Mm-hmm. The Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of the whole earth. So a common pattern that we're seeing here in the text that we read in Genesis 10, and then these couple of texts that we read here in Genesis 11, is that God is populating the earth with peoples of various ethnicities and languages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, So it's as a result of this supernatural dispersion of Noah's descendants that we derive the different ethnicities that exist today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we're going to skip ahead out of Genesis and we're going to go into Acts 17. 26. Okay. Okay. Acts chapter 17, verse 26. And this verse is is sort of a recapitulation of what we've been reading so far in Genesis 10 uh, and 11. So Acts 17, 26 reads this. It says, and he, that is God made from one man, every nation of mankind. There's that word nation again, that we've heard repeatedly in the text that we've previously read it back in Genesis. And he that is God made from one man, every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth. There's that phrase Mm -hmm. again. We just saw that phrase in Genesis 11. Having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their habitation. I want to read that Mm -hmm. text again. And he that is God made from one man, every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their habitation. So mm-hmm. in Acts 17, 26, you have sort of an echo of what we just read in Genesis 10 and 11. You, you, you see that phrase again over the face Absolutely. of the earth uh, yep. that, that, that every, you, you see that word again, nation, you Nations, see yep. again, the boundaries that God established the boundaries of their habitation. We saw in Genesis 10 that each of, uh, the descendants of Moses' three sons, each of them went to their own land. They had their own language, etc. So, but but I want to point out that just like back in Genesis 10, where the Hebrew word nations stood for ethnicities, denoted ethnicities, we have the same thing here in Acts 17, 26. The Greek noun for that word nations in Acts 17, 26 is actually the Greek noun ethnos which is where we get our Greek word, English word rather, ethnicity. So you have Acts 17, 26 mirroring Genesis 10 and Genesis 11 in that nations denotes an ethnic people, okay? Now, at this point, I want to interject something from one of my favorite biblical commentators, Matthew Henry, on Acts 17, 26, where Henry comments, sort of unpacks a little more, the fact that God created the entirety of humanity from one man, that is Adam's Adam. So listen, listen to what Henry writes on, on uh, commenting on Acts 17, 26. Henry writes this. He says, he, that is God made the first human being. He makes every person. He has made nations of men, not only all the people in the nations, but also the nations in their political capacity. He is their mm-hmm. founder having placed human beings in communities, he made them all from one blood. Yes. Here he says, he made God made made us all from one blood, from one and the same nature so that they may be committed to one another in mutual affection and help as fellow creatures and brothers and sisters. Do not miss that listeners. Henry is absolutely right. In Acts 17, 26, the literal Greek reads, and God made from one every nation of mankind. Mm -hmm. And God made from one, speaking of, as Henry noted, from one blood, okay? From one blood. Mm -hmm. 
all of humanity is derived. So when you look at Acts 17, 26, and you exegete the word nations and you put it in context, Matthew right. Henry is, is absolutely right. So according to mm-hmm. uh, Acts 17, 26, there is no such thing as race. Right. There's no such thing as race. There's only ethnicity. Right. There's only ethnicity. Okay. So listeners may be saying at this point, okay, Daryl, well, where are you going with this? Yeah, like okay. how, how how does this relate to you not liking fried chicken? How, how does this re- how does this relate to me not liking <laughs> macaroni and cheese <laughs> or cornbread? Right. Okay. But well, we about to tie this all together. Hog mouths, hog mouths, and pig ears, and pig neck bones, pig feet. But we about to tie this all together, and this is just a brilliance of the Word of God because we about to tie a nice little bow on this. Mm-hmm. So where am I going with this? Here's where I'm going. Because God in his divine providence populated the earth the way he did thousands of years ago mm-hmm. by, mm-hmm. as we read in Genesis 10, by quote unquote, scattering the nations over the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. By him doing that, we have the various ethnicities that exist today, along with the unique cultural characteristics that are associated with those ethnicities. Right. Consequently, we're able to enjoy things like soul food and all their various diverse iterations. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Right. You see. Right. But you know what else is interesting about that verse? When you think about the ethnic connection to soul food is that when we, when we as human beings refer to each other, we tend to use the word race. Mm. But when it comes to the foods that we associate with those quote unquote races, Mm-hmm. We refer to them as ethnic foods. Isn't that ethnic, interesting? Ethnic cuisine, don't we? Isn't that interesting? We don't call them. We don't. We never say racial foods. No one says right. racial cuisines, right? Do we? No, we don't. No, no one says that verse. Why? They don't say that because we're an ethnic people. Mm. There are ethnicities. There are not races. That's right. why no one ever says racial foods. You ever seen a a, a cookbook uh, full of uh, recipe racial cuisine recipes? <laughs> right. No. no, you don't see that. There are cook, cookbooks on ethnic cuisines, mm-hmm. but not on racial cuisines. Why? Because mm-hmm. there's no such thing as race. We're an ethnic people. God disper- dispersing peoples from the from the founding of the world Mm -hmm. we started after the flood but see this was god's larger plan had it not been for that had we still maintained the same common language and everything else as we did prior to god intervening at the tower of babel we would have none of this we wouldn't have this diversity of of cuisines that we do right okay right but nobody yeah but i wanted to make that point no i I think it's a great point we we refer to it as ethnic cuisines. We never nobody says racial cuisines. No, I okay. I think it's I think it's a I think it's a great point that that you make. In fact, it's it's been a you know couple of you know podcasts back. I think. In fact, when we first got started, you were trying to kind of push forward and posit the idea that this this idea that we have around races is not a biblical. Um, uh, Absolutely thought not. process. It's, it's, it's not. not. It's not a biblical anthropology. It really right. isn't for for us to hold to the idea of races. We we are one human race. Who in that human race we have a diversity of ethnicities. Exactly right. That's exactly the point. Mm-hmm. So we have got to recapture a biblical mm-hmm. framework of our identity. Mm-hmm. Okay, we are an ethnic race. When I say race, I mean humans speaking. We are mm-hmm, ethnic. Mm-hmm. We are ethnic people. Okay, we are not a people of of different races. We That's are a, a people point. of different ethnicities. As Matthew Henry said, God made us all from one blood. From one blood. Absolutely. I think. And here's the other thing. I think, whilst some may hear. You know, you've taken you've taken the time to look at this from a biblical standpoint and, and walk us through what that looks like. But 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 I think what can be missed is the importance of that statement 
because if we hold to a biblical anthropology that we are one human race created in the image of God, Mm -hmm. a lot of what those who are racists begin to posit in the way there's a difference between the races there's a there's a there's a lesser value in race begin to kind of wash themselves away because we recognize if they're using that they can't hold to a they can't hold to biblical christianity because that's not how how the bible that's not that's not the biblical worldview with regard to the to to the expression or explanation of humankind Excellent point, Verge. That's an excellent point. And you're absolutely right. And, and again, that's the genius of the word of God mm. in that here, here it is. If 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 it's, it's right there, if we would just embrace it as the truth, you know, and as you alluded to, I've been very dogmatic on that point that there is no such thing as race. Race is an, a, 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 a man-made uh, cultural, social uh, concept that couldn't be more unbiblical if if it tried to be. Uh, you look at at race and, and and how do you define it? You define it basically strictly in a visual context. I might see mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. someone who's not the same, whose uh, melanin uh, content is is lighter than mine. A Caucasian mm-hmm. person, what do we call it? Well, that's a white person. Right. You know, and it's kind of like what we're going to talk about next week. With all due, I won't even say that because I was about to say something, but I'm not, I'll say that till next week. But when we, <laughs> de- when we deal with that article on nine ways to be a, a better white person, mm-hmm. how does someone be, who's white become a better white person? Right. You see where I'm going with that? I do. What, what, what significance as it relates to your, innate uh identity your nature your character your persona does something as static as skin color have to do with who you are as a person Mm -hmm. so the question itself is nonsensical nine ways to become a better white person Mm -hmm. i can see someone saying well here's here's some ways you might become a better person Right. But white person. Mm. But we'll unpack that a little bit more next week, um, as promised. Uh, but but yeah. So. So again, so we see it, it, as we go through these texts in Genesis and Acts, I've got one more that I want to touch on. But when we look at it in an expository way, you see, and we exegete some of these terms and we can build a proper hermeneutic around soul food. No, you're not going to see the word soul food in the Bible in the same way, just like you won't see the word abortion in the Bible. Right. You, you won't see the word heroin addiction in the Bible. Right. No, you won't Pedophile. See, right. Trinity. You, you, exactly. Mm-hmm. T- tell them verbs. Right. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of things you're not going to see. Yeah, there's a lot of things you're not going to see, but the concepts are there. So The concept, the principle, the precepts are there. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sure, man, especially, man, I'm sure you probably have exponentially encountered this more than I have been out in the streets, witness, witnessing the people in front of the abortion clinics. You, you've probably encountered this a lot more than I have. But you, you've got even Christians who will get all facetious and sarcastic and they'll say, well, I don't see that in the Bible. Right. Right. Oh, I don't see somebody's listening to this right now. Probably saying, oh, I don't see soul food in the Bible. Right. Yeah, it's in there. It's in there. The precepts right, right. are there. Same sex, same sex marriage. Same sex marriage. Same right. sex marriage. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, mm-hmm. you you don't see you don't see same sex marriage in, in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But you cannot say that the Bible doesn't address that. Right. Of course it does. Of course it does. So, so you, when you go back to Genesis ten, you start all the way back there. You have to start. Soul food has its genesis back in Genesis. Mm. The genesis of soul food is in Genesis. <laughs> okay. So, 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 but I wanted to make the point earlier and we'll pick back up here. I want to make the point how, how self-contradictory we are and that when we refer to one another as human beings, we'll use, we we'll refer to ourselves by the, by 
whatever race, quote unquote, we think the person is. Right. But when we talk about the food and the cuisine and the the the, the other sort of uh, cultural characteristics that are associated with those same people, we revert to using the word ethnic and ethnicity. So I just thought that was interesting. So let me just pick up and say say this. <clears throat> so soul food, okay, however you define it. Going back to one of my one of my three rules earlier, okay, not inferring or implying that soul food is a a a uh, is, is is limited to a certain culture or nationality at all. So soul food, however you define it, has its roots that go all the way back to Genesis ten and the providence of God in scattering the nations, that is the peoples, the ethnicities, all over the face of the earth. So when we talk about a biblical theology of soul food, that's what I mean. Mm. The genesis of soul food is in Genesis, the book of Genesis. Okay, now having said that, I want to make this point also that soul food is individual. It is not categorical. Soul food is individual. It's not categorical. And so and here's what I mean by that. <clears throat> and when you guys see the, if, again, when the episode, when this episode comes out, I'm going to have a link to the Facebook post out there. Most of my Facebook posts are public because I ain't scared. <laughs> you know, I, I, I say what I say. I really don't care who sees it. Right. Uh, so when we put the link in there in the episode notes, you should be able to click on it and, and, and see it. But here's an additional point I want to make. And, and that is this, that to whatever extent a certain type of food may be associated with a particular ethnicity or culture, the individuals who comprise that culture are unique in themselves. Okay. I want to reiterate that again, because I had some folks making some assumptions about me that weren't correct. And I have a, I have a, a, a personal life principle myself, Verge, mm-hmm. and that is you mm-hmm. never make assumptions. Never. Right. Whenever you make assumptions, right. it always turns out bad. Never mm-hmm. make assumptions. Okay. So just to reiterate again, to whatever extent a certain type of food may be associated with a particular ethnicity or culture, the individuals who who comprise that culture are unique in themselves. Wow. And as such, they are not obligated to follow the traditions associated with the culture or ethnicity to which they are associated. Right. And see, that's what people judged me. They prejudged me. And I now they right. didn't say this on the, on my Facebook page, but this is this is what they inferred. But Daryl, wait a listen, minute. Listen, listen, I Daryl, you got you gotta you gotta go back to what you just said. I think it's important to reiterate because we we currently live in a culture we're 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 so bombarded with groupthink, with identity politics, exactly with everyone with everyone of a of a certain ethnic background to use the term that you that that's biblical is supposed to conform to a particular style of norms there you go go. what 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 you just said is is Mm counter-cultural and so i i think it's important for you a to say to to kind of reiterate or or unpack what you mean uh when when you say that that we have that we're under no obligation to conform in those ways yeah and let me let me thanks verse because and, and let me give some some background on where that where that that comment came from because you know my facebook friends i'm sure they wouldn't say this on facebook they wouldn't put me out there like that but <laughs> some of the comments that led to this comment that i'm that i'm about to repeat again came mm-hmm. from some assumptions people made now i know i know what some of them were thinking they were thinking, well, wait a minute, Darren, hold on a second. Now, you're black. You're originally from the South. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me that I'm supposed to believe that you don't like that for those two reasons. You don't like collard greens. You don't like pig feet. You don't like chitlins. You don't like uh, uh, sweet potato pie. You don't hog like mog. hog mog. You don't like any of this. <laughs> But you're black and you're from the south, so you see where I'm going. They, they made an external observation and assumed that they know me. You see, mm-hmm. and that I should fall into the group thing. I should fall into the tribalism, the, the sort of soul food tribalistic uh, traditions 
that they themselves have developed. You forgot you to know? mention chitlins, man. I mentioned chitlins. Okay. I mentioned chitlins. I got the <laughs> chitlins in there. <laughs> They're in there. But see, th- 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 that's 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 what it's coming comes from. See, so I said again, to whatever extent a certain type of food may be associated with a particular mm-hmm. ethnicity or culture, the individuals who comprise that culture are unique mm-hmm. in themselves. And as mm-hmm. such, they're not obligated to follow the traditions associated with the culture or ethnicity to which they're associated. They're not obligated. Mm-hmm. Which, 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 again, my point was this. Why are you guys tripping off of the fact that I said I don't like soul food? What is the problem? Right. right. It's like you said earlier. Well, you, that, that sh- they should have just let that flow on like water. No, yeah, it should have floated, floated, floated right on. Right, right, right. Not, not, not in the culture we're in where we, again, are, are, are even church folks are bombarded with, with this idea that we all have to appeal to kind of a group norm, a, 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 a cultural norm. And uh, and that that's what that's what happens. You 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 know you you step outside of that cultural normative in their mind, then then there's a problem. There's a pause. Like the record. In fact, I mean, you posted that should shouldn't have been even noticed, uh, but but all of a sudden there's a record scratch because you stepped outside of that cultural normative. And now this was this was easy and safe because it was an it was an issue of 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 ethnic food. But, but man, we do this in, in any other area, mm-hmm. politics, mm-hmm. uh, socioeconomics. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we, you know, we, we do this from even, even from a standpoint of, 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 of religious, uh, cu- cultural, religious normatives, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's a, you know, Hey, I, Hey, listen, I, I man, I, I, let me, let me push my chips in. I did, I did this you last week. If you go back and listen, I think it was last week where you made the statement about, about your church, mm-hmm. the church you attend, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it was just kind of a brief statement. You said, "Well, the church I attend is not probably ninety-eight percent, you know, Caucasian white." And and I mm-hmm. said, "Oh, really?" You know, and and I I I, I didn't think anything. Uh, it, it was enough of a pause. It didn't. My my record didn't scratch, right. and I and I freak out or or anything like that. But it was just like, oh, okay, we're cool. Okay, something different. That's right. I I would have expected L A T L you know, reform guy. Right. Okay. He's going to a predominantly black church. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that, 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 that's reformed, you know, whatever, whatever. And when you said that, I thought, okay, that didn't cause my record to scratch, but I, right. I, I, I did, I paused for a second. And if yeah, you remember good, that, I, if you remember that, I think I said, Oh really? You know, and, and then, and mm-hmm. then kept moving, you know? Yeah. That's a good point. It's a good point. I appreciate you uh, confessing and repenting. There, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, that was my repentance, bro. That's I appreciate good. that. <laughs> So, yes, I want to say again, I want to say again, you know, to, to whatever extent a certain type of food may be associated with a particular ethnicity or culture, the individual. Genesis 127 says that God made us in his image, male and female. Male and female in his image. So the individual who comprises that culture are unique yes. in themselves and they That's should good. be free to break away from whatever traditional, historical uh, standard or measure you have, in this case, of who should like soul food and who shouldn't, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay? They're not obligated to follow those traditions. God made that person unique, just like he made you unique, mm-hmm. okay? The beauty that God created each of us uniquely in his image is that what is soul food to you doesn't have to be soul food to me. <laughs> That's what happened at the tower of Babel. This mm-hmm. is essentially what people are arguing for. Well, what there now hold on now. We need to go back to tower of Babel now where everything was the same. You know, everybody spoke the same language. Everybody liked the same food. Everybody cooked the same way, so to speak. No, no, this is the beauty of the genius of God. In scattering, going back to Genesis 10, scattering, populating the earth with all different kinds of ethnicities everywhere around his earth is that what's soul food to you doesn't have to be soul food to me. It's still soul food. Right. My not liking soul food doesn't diminish your liking soul food. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so this isn't soul food socialism, where because I don't <laughs> like soul food, that means you can't have yours. Right. <laughs> See, this isn't soul food socialism here, y'all. Right. Right. All right. So you like collard greens? Fine. You like black eyed peas? Cool. Does that mean I have to like them simply because we share the same socio-ethnic background? No. Mm-hmm. And everybody ought to be cool with that. Everybody ought to be cool with that. Okay, Darren, you cool? Okay, you don't like so? Okay, cool. Ain't, ain't no need to get 350 likes on a Facebook post or 80-something or, or <laughs> comments because he said, I, wow, he, he didn't like, wow, he, what? You don't like soul food, bro? Mm-mm. Dude, it was Armageddon. <laughs> you had to deal with it, man. But I had to deal with it. I had to deal with this. So this, and let me just say this, in dealing with this, I'm not defending myself. Right. There was nothing to defend myself against. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, listen, I'm a teacher. Okay. I, 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 I teach, I, I, I lead a Bible study. I have the privilege of leading a men's study uh, at my church. I, and I love just sitting one-on-one with people, helping them understand not just what the word of God says, but what it means. Mm. You see, so th- this is this is what I'm trying to do here is trying to help folks understand what a biblical theology. And, and, and listen, Verge, we need to have a, a biblical worldview about everything. Yeah, man, so, I, 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 to- I totally agree. I think that's important I th- because while while some may look the, the, at the title of this particular podcast and go i think it's going to be i think it'll draw their attention and what what are they talking about what you're discussing what you bring up has so many different applications in Mm -hmm. so many areas Mm -hmm. right and 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 this is the lighter side of it but 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 i'm thinking about this from a standpoint of of how this opens the door for those with regard to the issue of marriage Right. right. We, we, we're all thinking, OK, I, I'm I'm this I'm this ethnicity. I'm this you know race that I have to that I have that I, I have to conform to identifying that which looks like me. Uh, mm-hmm. If I step outside of that racial barrier that's been put in place by society for me, then then I, I then then I've created a problem. You know, now, now right. I got to think about what, what 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 about my kids and what about right. this and what about that? And all of that, all of the problems associated with that are because of the fact that that we have adopted an unbiblical worldview about mm-hmm. the issue of race. Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. It's society that's that sort of created these false paradigms, these false boundaries, mm-hmm. these false partitions and categories that we dare not, you know, encroach upon mm-hmm. for fear of being rejected by the same society mm-hmm. that created those boundaries. Mm-hmm. See, Absolutely. when we look at it from a biblical standpoint, it is God who, number one, not only created you so that you exist. You know, when we see in Acts 20, uh, 17, 26, he's the one who determined every single attribute about you. Mm. Not only your existence, but when you were going to be born, and where you were going to live. Mm-hmm. All of that in that one verse, Acts 17, 26. Okay, so God is sovereign over everything about you. So who cares what society thinks? We shouldn't. We do. No, we do. We shouldn't. Yeah. We shouldn't. Okay. So, again, it, it, this, this is really... Yeah, you you brought up a good point, Verse. Somebody's gonna look at the title of this episode <laughs> and they're gonna say, seriously? What in the world? Really? <laughs> but yeah, we're serious. We're serious. I did some serious research to get ready for this episode. I know you did, man. I know you did. I, I got I got the I got the little mess. You sent me a blurb. Hey, here here the text. Here's where here's where I'm going, here's what I'm thinking. And uh you know, I, again, I I think it it has. I, I think that the point you make on something that will draw the attention of a lot of people who who may be tuning in for the first time to the to the podcast. Uh, you know, we we will leverage that, but but this has much larger implications. Bingo, great point on on how on how we deal with one another as human beings created in the image of God, and 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 making sure 
that we hold to a biblical standard mm-hmm. about how we identify one another, mm-hmm. how we talk about ethnicity, mm-hmm. uh, and how we deal with 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 the racism in the culture and those who would hold to these arbitrary ideas about race. One of the points that you brought up uh, was was about you know how we look at one another, level of melanin in the skin, and determine, mm-hmm. oh, you must fit into this racial category, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and nothing could be further from the truth. And so you know. Uh, 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 Thabiti Anwabwili says that he's in the he's in the uh, he said he, when he was in uh, the Caribbean, you know, that he would see people who, you know, racially, if you were to look at them based upon their skin color, uh, you would think, oh, that's an that's an African-American or they identify as as black when 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 the reality is there. That's not the culture that right. they would identify with. Right. You know, that, that that's not I, I've had people, you know, look at me and, and, and think, oh, I, I must be Hispanic, you know, and, mm-hmm. and start start talking to me, you know, from from that 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 language, you know, and I'm thinking, but bro, I would love to I would love to know Spanish. I wish I did. But that's that's not that's not where I come from. And, I, and I, so I think you make a, a great point that we we've allowed the culture, uh, the world to give us these arbitrary ideas about race based upon melanin. And so we treat one another that way. And when we do that, when we embrace that, what we're embracing is what comes along with that, which is racism. Right. That's uh, where the ism comes in. Right. And it, it is absolutely. It's where, it's where the ism comes in. And then, and then they can begin defining, okay, now blacks, they are, they are now that we've identified their race, their racial makeup, here's what that means. Right. Uh, and, and, and it's far from anything that's God honoring. Uh, or, or, or that gives a, a proper definition of a biblical anthropology about about the human condition. Yeah, and you mentioned another aspect of that sort of uh, presumptive mindset with respect to politics. And I know you and I, being both being conservative, uh, conservative brothers on a on a mm-hmm. political front, mm-hmm. we get that all the time. I mean, yeah. as we record this episode, this is just a few days after. Uh, the movie Black Panther opened Mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, you know, I'm not going to see the film, Uh, (laughs) you know, perhaps I'll catch some heat on that too. (laughs) You might as well just throw it all in. You might as well throw it all into one episode, man. I'm on a roll, man. I might as well get it all out there. No, I'm not going to see Black Panther. You know, I'm not, you know, why? I don't want to. Right. Hopefully that's okay with y'all. But I don't plan to go to go see the film. But there's a there's a presumption out there that I should go see the movie, right? Because I look like the guy who's playing the Black Panther from a melody right. standpoint, right? But no, God created me unique, just like He created you unique. You want to go see Black Black Panther? Go see it, right? You want to subscribe to the the the, the message that Black Panther is conveying? Fine, got no problem with that. Mm-hmm. But don't ask, don't come to me asking me to explain to you why I won't go see it. Why should I have to explain that to you? Right. It's just like, why should I have to explain to you why I don't like turnip greens? <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have to explain that. I just don't like turnip greens. Right. Okay. I, I got to throw some vinegar on it. I work with them. I got to throw some vinegar on it. <laughs> <laughs> apple vinegar man it helps them out man make it work oh my gosh so 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 the 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 overarching point is again the genesis of soul food is back in genesis Mm. and god and his genius because he's uh, populated the earth the way he did he created us Mm. the way he did he in his just absolute indescribable creativity uh, gives us such diversity Yes. Uh, within ourselves that had it not been for him, we wouldn't even be taught. There would be no soul food category at all. Right. Okay. Right. So that kind of le- leads me up to how I want to wrap up here. So we, we, we've been to Genesis 10, we've been to Genesis 11, we've been to Acts 17. I want us to go to first Timothy six, uh, verse 17, first mm-hmm. Timothy six, verse 17 B. Matter okay. of fact, just the second part of that verse. Got it. To be honest with you. So Paul's talking to, you know, this verse is addressed to folks who are wealthy, but the second half of this verse is not exclusive to the wealthy. Okay, so the second part of this verse, Paul speaking about God, mm-hmm. 
says, God richly supplies us with all good things to Amen. enjoy. Amen. One of my favorite verses. God richly applies us, supplies us with all good things to enjoy. And those Amen. quote unquote good things of which Paul is speaking include soul food. Whatever soul food happens to be to you, mm-hmm. enjoy it because it comes from God. It comes yeah. from God. Soul mm-hmm. food should glorify God because it is an example of God's common grace mm-hmm. to us all. Amen. Right. Soul food is there, hopefully available for you, whether you saved or not. So that's a that's a gesture <laughs> of God's common grace. Common grace. <laughs> now we could argue that it's special grace, depending on how well it's cooked. <laughs> you got common grace soul food. Then right, you got special right. grace, grace soul food. food. <laughs> I got it. I got maybe, it. Maybe that's my problem. I've had too much common grace. Soul you had food, too bro. much common grace soul food, man. Somebody, somebody's gonna have to get you up to speed, man. So there's common grace soul food and special grace soul food, right? Now, on right, a serious right. Note, well, no, but soul food. This, this is the overarching point I'm trying to make. Here we are. We're essentially talking about God's common grace. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the Bible does have a lot to say about. That's soul great, food. brother. That's it has great a lot to say about it. That's that is great. Again, I I I love this podcast in particular for how uh, it'll be teed up on a on a topic based upon a subject line that'll that'll be intriguing uh, to folks, and uh, it it will allow them as they walk through this entire uh, process with us to see the multiplicity of applications uh, that, that, that this impacts. And so, man, great job teeing it up tonight, man. Love what you did and where you went. And uh, man, again, I think we got another banger for the folks out there. I hope so. Uh, Thanks to all the listeners. We really, really, really appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for chiming in. Thanks for subscribing to us on Apple and Android. Thanks for your reviews. Uh, if you haven't left us a review, please leave us a review. Hopefully it'll be a positive one. Uh, but we, we do appreciate you all. We don't take you for granted. No. And we promise the next episode, which will be episode 17. Yes. We will tackle the subject of how to make you a better white person. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to it. Always good to connect with you, man. Take it easy. We'll chop it up next time. All right, bro. Sunday morning, where you eating at?